What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. <laughs> Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck Program. You know, the, uh, the Grammy performance, I, I don't know why I'm giving it thought, um, but, you know, the Satanist one. But I, I read a couple of things yesterday that I thought were worth mentioning today. One came from Isabel uh, uh, Rosini. Uh, she is at the uh, Federalist, and she wrote, uh, In her introduction, Madonna smugly alluded to the controversy that would soon occur on stairs, though the performance was certainly depraved, tasteless, oversexed, uh, blah, blah, blah. My main complaint is not that Smith, a gay man, and Petrus, a man who purports to be a woman, was flaunting Satanism and anti-family values on live TV. My main complaint was... How boring, unoriginal this performance really is. <laughs> and in some ways, it's absolutely true. I want to talk about that and and uh, maybe give it a little different uh, spin or perspective on it and ask a question that I think you should ask uh, people you listen to and people you like in music. Last week, Market Watch, one of the best financial publications online, put out a great piece about why it might be prudent to store precious metals in your IRA, 401k, or retirement account. This is so important. Listen to this. You can find the article. You can uh, just go to goldline.com, look at charts and news section on their website. They will have this article and links to it. It's full of valuable information. However, one of the things that this article, again, from MarketWatch points out, is that central banks acquired more gold in the third quarter of 2022 than any other quarter in 55 years. Gee, what does that say to you? Hmm, what is it that they know that maybe you don't know? Well, you know it. You're just being told by all the people at central banks who are piling up gold. Ah, don't worry about it. We're fine. Don't believe that. Their actions speak louder than words. Goldline is offering free metals delivered directly to your front door with every qualified self-directed IRA transaction this month. Again, remember, that's MarketWatch. This is what they're saying. You might want to spread out the risk and put some precious metals in your IRA or 401k. It's a huge special not to be ignored. Call Goldline right now. Take advantage of their IRA special, 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. All right. So uh, I, I had a couple, of, I had a couple of, of thoughts on this, and we have a new writer. He's great, uh, Oren McIntyre. Uh, he's on The Blaze, and he's written an article. What is the name of this? Sam Smith reveals the death of transgression. Okay, I, I just want you to listen just to a, a little bit of it. This, the left is a coalition of those who stand to gain from deconstructing Western civilization, and Christianity is one of their favorite targets. Progressives generate political power by deconstructing the nation's heritage, its families, and its values. But they seem most gleeful when they get the opportunity to attack its dominant religion. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, he then goes on to say... Uh, Smith's performance would like to recreate the shocked indignation of old, the kind of scandal that caused outraged parents to rail against the sexually charged performances of Madonna. Okay. Oof, oof, oof. 
So Madonna comes out and she's all knifed up. I mean, she doesn't even she's starting to look like Marilyn Manson. She's really starting to look frightening. Really does not look like the same person. No, it's really it's very, very sad. Um, But in the in the olden days, back in the 90s, you know, uh, you'd have somebody in the 80s and 90s like Madonna come on and they would just keep pushing and pushing. Well, it's been pushed so far. There's nowhere else to push. Yeah. Okay. Um, the real question is, he writes, rebellion, rebellion against what? Every cause Madonna champion has now been accepted by corporate America. Listen to this. Not necessarily America, but by corporate America. Every attitude about sexuality or religion has been adopted by the public school system. Madonna's face is almost unrecognizable. The weird collection of plastic surgery procedures undergone in an attempt to stay young and relevant have left her looking like a caricature. A musician who once relied on youth and beauty and a subversion now desperately tries to say, stay relevant and edgy by pushing a revolution that has become mainstream and so boring many decades ago. A perfect reflection of the pop culture complex in its entirety. Now, think of this. This is such a good point that he made. They think they're rebelling. They say they're rebelling. But CBS News had to delete a tweet before their exorcism, or I mean, sorry, their devil worship uh, session. What was the, what did their tweet say exactly? This is from CBS, the network. Yeah, the network. So they said there was a tweet from Sam smith Mm -hmm. uh, where he put up something like yeah this is going to be special grammys and had a picture of him with the i don't know the getting ready and uh and cbs said you can say that again we are ready to worship okay so cbs cbs the the wasn't that the matlock and murder she wrote (laughs) network okay cbs tweets we're ready to worship Ho, 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 wow. All right, so McIntyre goes on. Smith's cartoon Satanism and LGBTQ politics embrace the mainstream narrative pushed by every major institution in the U.S. The singer has the same politics and cultural beliefs espoused by Citibank, Google, Goldman Sachs, and Walmart. There is no danger of real consequence or cancellation It's the safest performance you can imagine. If Smith were really interested in causing controversy, he would have mocked Islam, Judaism, Hinduism, or any other religion. But he chooses Christianity because it's the target which he'll receive zero pushback. It would have been equally tasteless, but at least it would have showed some willingness to challenge the popular narrative. If Smith were really interested in challenging established power, he could have questioned the trans movement, abortion, or even the corporate leviathan that seems so obsessed with destroying the American family. But he was nothing more than a coward masquerading as a rebel. This is such, I mean, if this doesn't cut right to the core of what these quote-unquote rebels are doing. Anybody who says, I'm against the fascistic state, I don't believe in government at all, and that's why we take our marching orders from the Democratic Party. You are a fraud. You're a fraud. What are you doing? Oh, we're such rebels. No, you're not. No, you're not. Because you have... All the levers of power, 
you have the movies, you have music, you have television, you own almost all of the tech. What? Where? What? Huh? You're so oppressed by who? What? Huh? By some guy that goes to church down the street from you? That's really, that's your, that's what's keeping you down? Really? Wow. You're a rebel. You're going to side with Citicorp. Wow. Progressivism is a cultural vampire, he writes, feeding on the bones of a once great Christian culture. But as it cleans the last bit of marrow from the bones, it becomes desperate. How do you keep a coalition together that was organized around deconstruction of traditional American culture once you've consumed that culture entirely? The hedonism and uh, social atomization the left offers do little to create new and dynamic cultural forces. There is no substance on which progressives can create a foundation. If your cultural movement is built entirely on deconstruction, once you exhaust the energy generated by outrage, the only thing left is to make the deconstruction of the ritual a ritual unto itself. Really well written. You should read this article. It's up on the uh, blaze. Sam Smith res- reveals the death of trans- uh, transgression. Here's, here's what I want to know, because it's not, it really isn't um, a rebellious thing at all uh, to sit there and be a part of it. It's not rebellious. That, I mean, you're not in the minority of the power, Okay. But where are the people, has country music completely just surrendered? Where are the the country music stars that had the balls to get up and say, you know what, I don't don't want to be a part of this anymore. I mean, this is just ridiculous. What what is this? What is this? I mean, we're now worshiping Satan. A lot of these country people are are just like you. They're middle of the, you know, middle of the uh, country grew up in Christian families, you know, why doesn't somebody just have, and that's not even the guts, the business savvy to stand up and go, yeah, I'm not going to be a part of any of that. Because that's just, A, it's not me. I know it's not my audience. I'm tired of it. And quite honestly, I think it's pretty evil. I think it's pretty evil. So not going to do it. Where are they? Why didn't anyone stand up and not make a big deal out of, you know, I am so outraged by just saying, you know, this is not me. This isn't my audience. You want to CBS worship the devil? Go ahead. You want to worship? Go worship all you want. I don't. I don't. And I'm just tired of all of this crap because I think that's where the majority of Americans are. They're just not addicted to uh, outrage like we used to be. It's just a different outrage. We used to be, you know, oh, my gosh, this is horrible. And it's happening to our children. And Elvis is swinging his hips. (laughs) Now they can do anything. You could actually probably have sex with Elvis's hips today from his crypt. And it probably wouldn't cause all that outrage. People are like, oh, yeah. it, it, you're right. It's true. And and the only thing that would outrage them is the most meaningless, you know, uh, calling someone who was a, a man until 10 seconds ago still a man. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. Misgendering someone or, and, uh, you know, saying something that is the slightest bit out of step with whatever narrative they're promoting that particular week. And they trained us because, you know, when when people first started saying, you know, America has a racist past, you were like, oh, you know, kind of does. Of course, yeah. OK. And so you didn't really feel comfortable defending it because part of it is true. And you you didn't hear any models of how to separate the good and the evil and all of that stuff. So you really didn't say anything. And they just go stronger and stronger. Well, now you're not in the minority. You're just in the minority uh, of the people that have power and powerful voices. Okay. Mm -hmm. But you're not in the the minority of the American people. Yeah. Left, right. You can't tell me that all Democrats are worshiping the devil. They're not. They're not. And you can't tell me that all Republicans are really Jesus people. You know, hey, I go to church every Sunday. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. It doesn't make you a Christian. Doesn't make you a Christian. There's that whole thing about just pushing back against the man, right? That that used to be something that was praised, right? It was something that was like, it was against the culture. It's the total opposite of that now. Total opposite. if If you are completely assimilating to what the man wants you to say, then you're praised. And the the people, there's almost nobody pushing back. You know, it's funny because the one place you do continue to see this is in the world of comedy. I mean, I you know, and even I mean, you saw the Grammys. Dave Chappelle won a Grammy for his special that was so controversial. I know for his transphobic Correct. special, he won a Grammy for it. The which previous tells, winner before that was Louis C.K. Yeah, which tells you something that even the people in that industry, yeah are tired they of see this. it too they're tired of it mm-hmm. and they're just waiting for somebody just to to step up and say you know what dude uh i you know i'm not into it and i i just don't understand why especially people who would make money more money it would be seen by their uh by their audience in an even more you know uh uh, loving light just by standing up for their own personal values and the values of their audience and not in some combative way. And I just not oh, so bored by that. No, thank you. I'm just wondering where they are. And meanwhile, we know where the rest of everybody is. I mean, look, it's it's hard. It is really hard on some things like like Disney. My kids are old enough now. I don't have to worry about it anymore. My kids, my older kids did say, you know, my teenagers, dad, can we go to Disney one more time as a family? And I said, nope, nope. That's incredible. Yeah. Not going to do it. Especially out of your mouth. Oh, I am. You are the biggest Disney guy. I mean, I mean, not Disney, the corporation, but Walt Disney. I love Walt Disney. I don't think Walt Disney would go to Walt Disney today. Okay. He would not recognize, and I believe he would look at it and say, good Lord, what I built has turned into a force of evil. I really do. I really do. I mean, the special that they released is, you know, really crosses that line about 5,000 times over. The special they released? They they did this uh, um, cartoon. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we have the. Clip. Oh, we have a clip of the cartoon. Oh, Hang on. Let me take a quick one-minute break and come back. Jerry wrote in about his dog's experience with Rough Greens. He said, "I, I listened to you rave about this product for several years before I finally decided to try it. Then I got the trial bag, 
And it was more than enough to see the results that I needed to continue to purchase more. My dog has been playing and running again. Uh, she's had arthritis and skin allergies, but a huge difference, really, only after a couple of feedings. I don't know if that's normal, Jerry, but God bless you. I, I, I know Uno just ate it like crazy the first couple of feedings. Uh, but thanks for writing in. Please have your dog try rough greens. I mean, it's not like you have to convince them. You know what I'm saying? Full of vitamins, minerals, other things are going to really contribute to a health, uh, his health for a healthy, longer life. Folks at Rough Greens are so confident your dog is going to love it. They have that special uh, free trial pack. You just pay for the shipping. Your first bag is free. All you pay for is shipping. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Or call 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLEN-33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. So, um, so Disney has done a couple of things. One, they have a kid show that is pushing CRT and, you know, reinterpretation of our history. Slaves built this country. That's one of the Disney characters. That's what they say. Listen. This country was built on slavery, which means slaves built this country. Tilled this land from sea to sea to sea. First there was rice, tobacco, sugar cane. Then Whitney did his thing and cotton became king. And we were its soldiers. Four million strong. Fighting for America's freedoms, even though we remained America's slaves. slaves. Built this country. The descendants of slaves continue to build this. Slaves, slaves built this country. And we, the descendants of slaves in America, have earned reparations for their suffering. And continue to earn reparations every moment we spend submerged in the system. Systemic prejudice, racism, and white supremacy that America was founded with and still has not atoned for. Slaves built My this God. country. Not only Stop, him, I can't watch anymore. This is Disney. Disney. This is Disney. Walt would say, I, I regret creating this country or this company. What have I done? I'm convinced he would say, where did I go wrong to leave this with my name on it? He didn't. He went wrong by not figuring out the whole frozen head thing. Yeah, he, you know, in time. he really did. He really need. He really to, did. We need to thaw that thing and give so it a whirl. Here's this. Here's this company that is trying to lecture us and destroy our heritage, our story, um, uh, everything about America. They are now destroying the guy who made Johnny Tremaine. the guy who made Davy Crockett, and all of these things that built. America's story is now tearing it apart. At the same time, they've just dropped the Simpsons episode where uh, it talks about how things are made by slaves in China. So Mm. they're talking about us being built by slaves, not true, and dropping the Simpsons telling the truth about the products that are made by slaves in China. What, what moral code is that? That's the almighty dollar. There is no moral code to that at all. At all. We are a country that is, here's the, here's the latest. Um, this is a uh, professor of uh, practical ph- philosophy. She is now proposing that brain-dead women should be used as surrogates 
so we can grow children inside of them that you might not want to have a child because of the pain or you maybe you can't or because of cosmetics or whatever the reason we'll just implant your embryo in this brain dead body without her permission and we'll just grow the baby in there this is the kind of stuff this <laughs> culture is starting to produce. A tad confused how that fits into the Me Too movement, but I can't. Kind of, oh yeah, it, yeah. it seems like there's yeah. a lot of unwilling behavior yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we are. We we just have to take a stand, and taking a stand is really starting to become easy. Because uh, everything is accepted now. All you have to do is remember what you were raised on and what's right and wrong. Really, what's good and evil. And then just say, The Glenn Beck Program. No evil here. Hard pass. Um, People say, I love you with flowers and chocolate. Some people ride it in the sky with an airplane. Uh, I'd like to have my Valentine say it to me with a big, fat, juicy steak. Yes. Right now, when you order any box from Good Ranchers, use the promo code BECK. You'll get $30 off. Now, I don't know. I can hear that that steak sizzling there. You know what my, my Valentine gets me? Usually a card. Mm. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, and then I take her out to dinner and we'll go to a steakhouse or something. But I get her flowers in a card. I really don't care about cards. I really think that's a waste of everything. Um it's just big card company, really, that's getting richer every year. This year, I'm demanding a box of steaks. Yeah. Give American Meat, GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code BECK. You're going to snag $30 off your, uh, off your order. It's GoodRanchers.com. GoodRanchers.com. This is the way to really say, oh, I love you, honey. Head over to blazetv.com slash SOTU. Tonight, 20 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV with our State of the Union coverage. Just use the promo code SOTU. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. There's a couple of things that, uh, that you need to see. Um... First, let me go to uh, Joe Scarborough, because he has had enough of those people on the right. Mm, It's shocking. This is only all of his commentary for the past two decades. Yeah, listen to this. It's uniquely American. It's why the Ukrainians have shocked the world. It's why there's 200,000 Russian casualties because of Ukrainian courage, Ukrainian persistence. But yes, American weapons... American know-how and American training. Listen, our troops are the best in the world. They're the best they've ever been. And I'm sick and tired of Republicans trashing the United States of America. And I'm sick and tired Ah! of their trashing our men and women in uniform, suggesting we're in decline. Mm. (laughs) Yes. Pathetic. Oh my gosh, that's hysterical. Does anyone believe he believes that? No, no. It's one thing no. for me. I, I, that's the one thing I require from hosts. To actually I believe it. I don't have to believe what you believe. 
But I have to believe that you believe what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that yeah. is, I feel like, incredibly and rare And that's these days. rare. It's really, yeah. really rare yeah. to find somebody who is, you know, who will actually stand up. Did I ever tell the story of my interview with Roger Ailes? Uh, you've told bits and pieces of it. Yeah. So I have this uh, interview uh, for the job at Fox. And, um, and I had met Roger several times. We had dinner, but we always talked about classic television and, you know, things like that. We never really talked about politics. And um, uh, so I sat down and he said he wanted to have an official interview with me. So I go to this restaurant and the first thing he says to me is, what did you think of uh, what was the strongest point in the uh, 1972 Chinese peace treaty? And I'm like, I, I, uh, and I, it's, uh, so I looked at him and I said, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not up on my 1972 Nixon peace treaty with Mao. <laughs> and uh, he didn't talk to me for about five minutes. He went, Hmm. And didn't talk to me. Mm. Then the next question was, uh, what was the best thing that came out of the Truman, uh, no, the uh, Eisenhower administration? And I said, and it wasn't the best thing that came out of it. It was the best thing that he did against communism, you know. And I said, I, uh, hmm. And I looked at him and I said, you know, I could go one of two ways. I could bluff, but I think you're smart enough to know I am completely bluffing. Or I could probably end this interview by just saying, no idea. And he said, which one are you going with? And I said, no idea. He didn't talk to me for another five minutes. <laughs> then he pushed me on my religion. He pushed me into things that I really didn't say, but he twisted them in such a way to where it like, kind of looked like I said that. And I, I mean, I thought by the end of the interview, the guy hated me. <laughs> and at the end, he stood up and I'm and I was just ready to go. All right. Well, never see you again. Nice to meet you. And uh, he looked at me and he's putting on his coat and he put his coat on and he reached out, to shake my hand. And he said, it's rare to know to meet somebody who knows what they know, knows what they don't know and is willing to admit it. Mm. And that is what we should all be looking for. We should all be looking for those people who are just like, I'm not going to I have no idea because there's no problem in that. And there's no problem if you believe something different than me. Oh, that's great. Show me why you think differently. Maybe I'll end up agreeing with you. Maybe not. But I'll at least have respect for you. These guys have nothing. And that that is that's the real problem with these like tonight. The State of the Union. Hmm. This guy is going to try to make himself like Lunch Bucket Joe. Let me just show you something. This is something that nobody really noticed in the first State of the Union address. This is the one where they were all sitting six feet apart. There was only like 30 people in there. And he gave the speech. And he, for the very first time, when he talked about we and us, he wasn't talking about the American people. Listen to this, and if you're watching The Blaze, watch this. With your help, everyone's help, we're marshalling every federal resource. Senior deaths from COVID-19 are down 80% since January. Down 80% because of all of you. You all know it. You know it better than any group of Americans. 
There's still more work to do to beat this virus. Because of you, the American people, it's making a difference. You all know it when you go home. We're also providing rental assistance. You all know this, but the American people, I want to make sure they understand. While you're thinking about sending things to my desk, <laughs> well, it's time to remember that we, the people, are the government. You and I. We, the people, Not are the some government. force in a distant capital. Not some powerful force that we have no control over. It's us. What a bizarre rewriting bizarre. of our country's history. Bizarre, okay? So that's who he really is. Mm-hmm. He really does believe that the government is the people. No, no, they're a representation of the people. They're the supposed people to be. I mean, are the people. Yeah, In right. theory, that was Correct. how it was designed. Correct. It's not how it operates at all. And, and the guy is not going to ever take responsibility. I mean, he's very much like Obama in this. These guys will never take responsibility for anything. So do you think you're going to hear the truth tonight? No, that's why that's why we're doing the roast tonight. We're not even I mean, we'll it'll be playing and you'll hear it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's going to be a clown show. We're going to make fun of him we're constantly, make, constantly. And I think that's the only way to watch it. Honestly, it is. We're doing this special tonight. Uh, the State of the Union roast of Joe Biden as we kind of just watch. We're going to do a little preview uh, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern with myself. Uh, Glenn is going to be on as well. Sarah Gonzalez, Chad Prather, Alex Stein. It's going to be a really fun group. And just talking, first of all, previewing what we're going to see, but then as we're watching it, kind of doing it Mystery Science Theater 3000 style, where we just watch the thing and make fun of it as it goes. Because it's the only way to take it in. I, I don't think any conservative wants to hear a word from Joe Biden. No. Because he's not trying. He keeps talking about like, oh, we need to work together. He doesn't. But yeah, it's, it's not but true at all. There's no truth. What? What is the purpose? What is the purpose? My, my son asked me, you know, long time ago. Why do I even have to go to school? Why? I mean, it's such a waste of time, Dad. And I'm like, well, no, it's not a waste of time. First of all, you need to learn this stuff. Um, uh, And part of going to school or going to college, this was in uh, Tulsa King. I thought this was so good, this line uh, Sheridan wrote. He said, uh, do you really think that college is just about that degree at the end? Nobody, the minute you get that degree, nobody cares about that degree. This is ju- that degree is just to show some employer that you showed up when you were supposed to show up four years in a row and completed the work that you thought was meaningless. That's all that's for. And it, in a way, it's true. It's absolutely true. Why was I telling that story? I don't know, but I mean, the credentialism <laughs> part of this is really a problem, right? Like, I mean, you know, there's that great book by Brian Kaplan about this, and he talks about the scenario of like, let's just say someone graduates college and they have a D minus average, D minus average throughout the entire four years. They graduate college, get their degree, walk off stage. Another person at the same school goes through three years and 364 days with A pluses. Yeah. But then doesn't show up on the last day and get his his uh, his uh, diploma degree, yeah. uh, de- degree and never actually officially graduates. Which one is is going to get hired by today's businesses? The one that the, the, the one, one that, with the D minus yeah. that graduated. Yeah. 
I mean, it just shows how ridiculously stupid no, that is. And the idea is to pursue truth. What is the point of going to college? What mm-hmm. is the point of all of this? The point is, and this is so critical for your kids, especially in the age of uh, AI. Uh, it is so critical to understand that students, you're not going to be able to beat and get around AI. Okay, this, well, we've got a policy. We're not going to accept. How are you going to check it? How are you going to check that, that that wasn't written by chat GPT? How are you going to check it? Seriously, it was written specifically for that student. So you're not going to get around it. And that is going to be a way of life now. I talked to somebody last night. They said, I'm going to be a computer programmer. I said, really? For about, what, 10 minutes? You're a freshman in college? I bet that job isn't even available in four years. What? You have to learn how to ask the right questions, how to think of things outside of the box. And it has to be an honest pursuit. Otherwise, you're in the dustbin of history. And there is nothing honest about the questions the media will ask tonight. Nothing honest about the facts that will be given Nothing honest about the relationships when everybody stands and applauds or doesn't stand and applause. That's that's a group thing. That's not individual. This is no reflection of reality or anything helpful at all. Nothing. Now, I've never been a fan of these, but once in a while you'll go, hey, well, there's a nothing, nothing of value. Woodrow Wilson. The one who started it. <laughs> it's true. Frickin' Woodrow Wilson. It was just a nice letter. It was. It was a letter. Up hey, until this, him. here's what's going on. This is what's going on with the administration. And then Woodrow Wilson decided he wanted to make a big show of it and get all the applause and and get all the praise. It's yep. t- it, uh, unbelievable. We should make the State of the Union, Union a letter again. We should. We should. We should. Uh, and uh, and I have to tell you, because there's no there's no use for watching. No value. Uh, you know, unless you're unless fun you're of it. watching us tonight, <laughs> and we're making fun of it, and you can join us in that, uh, because you know we'll be we'll be watching we'll be watching the twitters. Uh, so we'd like to hear yours, uh, your opinions as well, because uh, it's a roast tonight of the lies, the media, the president, Congress, the Senate. It's a roast, putting it all into the perspective of of how important these people and this beautiful ceremony is every year. Don't miss it. It's happening on Blaze TV. You can get the roast tonight. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you go to uh, blazetv.com slash S-O-T-U. And that is also the uh, promo code SOTU, State of the Union, SOTU, uh, and, uh, and get $20 off of your, uh, your subscription. It's well worth it. Oh, and Alex Stein, primetime, Stein, no, primetime 99, Alex Stein. Yeah, I don't know. It rhymes. It it's it's going to just, it's going to start gonna on start Wednesday. flowing right so easily. Yeah, he starts, and that show is... These shows might be like collectibles, not like Beanie Babies, where they just made them and made them and made them and made them. And that's why everybody has them in a closet who collected them and they're not worth anything. (laughs) This might be a very big collectible because he's so unpredictable. There could be one show. 
but that one show will be so valuable. Uh, he's going to join us uh, as well tonight, so don't miss it. Uh, begins at 8 p.m. Eastern, still? 8 p.m. Eastern. 8 p.m. Eastern. Blinds.com. There's a reason why Blinds.com has over 40,000 five-star reviews. It becomes obvious when you see how their window treatments can give your home a new look. The best part, Blinds.com makes it incredibly affordable at the same time. Have you ever um, have you ever tried to do something in your house and you you know you just want you just want to get some blinds and uh, so they they somebody has to come over you know we need a designer to come over and we're going to measure we're going to do all this work and then we're going to pick out the fabrics and then we're going to and you have no idea is this going to cost me an arm and a leg or just an arm you have no idea. Well, with Blinds.com, you start with a price. You know exactly what it's going to cost. And then you pick out the fabric. Then you do all of these things. You know. And they're not charging you for somebody to come in and, well, I don't know. I've really got to look at this. That's your art in your home? Oh, please. And it's one price. You fit one window, all your windows. It's the same price for installation. It is fantastic. And backed by a money-back guarantee, satisfaction guarantee, shipping is always free. Blinds.com. Make a huge difference in your uh, look of your house and save 40% site-wide. 40% off all mini blinds, too. 40% off everything. Right now at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The Glenn Beck Program. So, so I don't know if you, I, I, this probably not be in the speech because there's so many accomplishments uh, to talk about tonight, but um, I don't know if anybody saw that um, we found somebody in the trunk of a car, uh, you know, down at the border here in Texas, uh, and he shouldn't have been in the trunk. Of, well, nobody really should be in the trunk of the car, but. This guy really should have been in the trunk of a car. He was uh, he was uh, part of a human trafficking uh, thing, which I didn't even know that was happening down the border. Mm. Um, but he was an Iranian that uh, was in the trunk of the car. That was a long walk from Iran. Uh, he's on the terror watch list from the FBI. The good news is uh, our government agencies didn't find him. Uh, it was the Texas DPS that mm. it's because Texas put extra uh you know uh, wow. state patrol down there uh, they pulled this car over and they're like yeah can we check in the trunk and they found him so i'm i'm not sure if he's going to be one of the dreamers that uh, i'm sure will be welcomed probably right. looking for asylum glenn here in our fine country right in the in the trunk of the car right right, right. now he has He's on a watch list because he said he's going to do nasty things to America, mm-hmm. but he yeah. is probably here for the... He just loves this country, Glenn. And mm-hmm. it's possible that he just thought he might be sent to, like, New York City, and therefore the safest place was in the trunk. Right. Right. Like, at least right. He, right. you can't be terrorized yeah. by the... Maybe he just... All he knows of America is he's watched mob movies, and he thought everybody right. rides in the trunk of a car. They used you to know? have those those cars, like the big uh, station wagons with yeah. the rear-facing seats. Yeah. Maybe that's he just got a little confused. Yeah.
Okay, could be that. It could be that. Could, could be that. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad we found the it. The Glenn Beck Program. 